Welcome to the Experiences Podcast. My name is Mark Sandino. I'm here with Chip Keys. Hey, how's it going? Well, Chip, thanks for asking. It's going very well. This is our first podcast. There was one, but yeah. we're going to delete it. And so if you're listening to this, you're probably not going to hear it. It might live on somewhere, but it's certainly not going to be on our podcast channel. We love experiences. Who doesn't? Yeah, it's fun to do things. It is fun to do things. And is it that simple? Is it that simple that just doing things can improve our lives, improve everyone's lives? Well, that's what this podcast is about. We have ulterior motives, or is it ulterior or ulterior? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Ulterior. Ulterior. I think it's ulterior. If only we had the internet to yeah. look it up. But it is definitely spelled U-L-T-E-R. I-O-R, so it's ulterior. Yep. These ulterior motives are to promote and to put into use technology that we created to help anyone help people create happy memories. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's our mission. Let's start with that. Our mission is to help people create happy memories together. And there's a way that we do this. Mm -hmm. We do it through technology we created that helps anyone or any brand curate experiences for people. Yeah. I think it's important too that you don't need technology to do it. You can do these kinds of experiences without it. Exactly. You know what I was thinking? We just redid our patio in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, this is going to be great. We'll get this patio done. We've got our smokeless fire pit for, so my neighbor Holly doesn't get tormented by the smoke because she's pointed that out before <laughs> when we didn't have a smokeless. And I'm going to get a bunch of guys together. We're just going to hang out and we're just going to be like, this is all it'll be. Is essential. And bear with me because I want you to do this with me. Just, okay. uh, just uh, uh, raucous laughter. We'll be around the fire. And we'll be like, ha, 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 and it'll just be. <laughs> that's in my mind. That's what it is. Yeah. And I haven't done it yet. Yeah. You don't need technology to get people together in your backyard. No. You do need some better weather than Washington has had lately. That is so true. Uh, Chip and I, uh, who is the CTO of Experiences, I am the CEO, live in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Not, not the capital. How would you... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and by the way, it is patently unfair how often in news and media in Washington today, we're like, oh, news for Washington. Yeah. No, it's Washington, no. D.C. Can you convey what the weather is like here really quick now that we've mentioned it? Uh, I mean, right now it's, it's the stereotypic, it's what everyone thinks of when they're like, oh, Seattle, it's like gray and rainy and it's, but, but like at this time of year, it's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be sunny and warm ish. I mean, relative to where you live, like it's not going to be Florida. Yeah. Or and we're, we're, we're June 17th, 2022. As a quick antidote, my wife and I, when we first got married 20 years ago, we moved down to Arizona and then to Southwest Colorado. And then we eventually moved back here about, uh, 13 years ago. And I remember this was back when you would still go to Blockbuster to rent a movie. And, and they would say, can I see your license, please? That's how they would look up your account. Mm -hmm. And I would hand over my license, and I still had a Washington license. I don't know how I got away with it for so long, because it, we lived in Arizona and Colorado for years. Some, I don't know why I had a Washington license, or I was using that as an ID. And I remember one time, more than one time, but one time in particular, this guy goes, oh, man, why would you ever move away from Washington? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. I like it. It's like, man, it's the best. That's the best place. I'm like, well, Colorado is pretty cool, too. Man, I, I was up there. The weather is just so amazing. I'm like, yeah, when did you go up there? Oh, it was July. And I'm like, let me guess you went to like Pike Place Market and mm -hmm. Green Lake. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. It was just oh, so green and so beautiful and so sunny. I'm like, well... 
that's the siren song of the Pacific Northwest. People, yeah. people get off the cruise ship or <laughs> off out of their caravan and they, they're hanging out in Seattle in July and August. And then, you know, it's pretty gray and rainy the rest of the year. And then this guy goes, oh, I love the rain. I love the rain, man. The rain's so cool. And I'm like, you like Southwest Colorado rain yeah. where it's sunny all day. And then seven clouds come from nowhere. It's like they're installed in the sky or clicked into place. <laughs> yeah. They rain furiously. For like two minutes. <laughs> For two minutes. <laughs> Everything gets cleaned up. All the, anything that's in the sky is gone. Yeah. And then- and There's then, a nice smell afterwards. You're like, yeah. oh, nice. It's like patchouli meets sandalwood meets lavender. Yep, yep. It, it's like a, and, and, then, and, and then someone uninstalls the clouds and it's sunny again and everyone's happy. Yeah. That's not what happens in Washington. And like, oh man, no, I love the rain. I'm like, okay, picture this. <laughs> and I actually did this with this guy. You're sitting in your car. And you're on this road and you almost can't see out your windshield because your windshield wipers have given up. Yeah. Because it's been raining for 60 days straight. Yeah. And somehow they're still squeaking, even though it's wet. (laughs) Yeah. And the weather doesn't even have the decency to really rain. It's just kind of like, kind of (laughs) raining. And the clouds, like take a gray blanket, get it really wet and kind of install it just above your eyebrows and put Mm -hmm. it over the top of your head. Yep. So the ceiling of the sky feels like it's barely beyond the height of your head. Yeah. And it's never fully light. But but it's not dark. But it's not dark. <laughs> Anyways, people from the Pacific Northwest will be like, you jerks. Yeah. But it, hey, that's not an exaggeration. It can get that way. Yeah. Anyways, I think we might be a bit off topic, but we are talking about experiences and living in the Northwest is an amazing experience. Mostly wonderful, temperate, beautiful yeah. No, no uh, animals or bugs trying to kill you. No, no copperheads in your backyard. Slugs, slugs yeah, in your yeah. backyard. And I, one, one might ask, would you rather have a copperhead chase you or step on a slug with bare feet? Ooh. That's a tough one. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, because that's pretty <laughs> gross. Anyways, Chip and I are here to share with you the glory of experiences. Once again, our mission is, is to help people, any people, and mostly we do this with retail brands, mm-hmm. curate experiences that lead to happy memories. And here's the secret. It's a great business to be in. Yeah. If you if you are a candle making workshop, if you are a kitchen supply store doing uh, cooking classes, we see an incredible variety of uh, experiential stuff happening. Um, yeah, and it's only growing, especially coming out of the pandemic. We see just everyone and their brother is like, I, I do a thing, and, that, and it turns out other people like to do that thing too, and so let's, let's do the thing together. Yeah, and, and we would say, this is a polarizing thought. In the world of hustle and everyone trying to find meaning in what they do or trying to find something to do. Yeah. We believe that if you want to be successful, you should start an experience business. Yeah. You really should. And the mission is not just to sell stuff in person or people doing stuff, which you can also do this stuff virtually, but it's Mm -hmm. because being in the business of helping people create happy memories together is by far the best business to be in. Yeah. And I think there's a fatigue of stuff. But there's but there's a, an overwhelming um, excitement for for experiences. Peak 
goods has happened. It used to be there were five or less toasters on the market. You went to the local toaster or small appliance repair shop. Now we just throw them into the garbage because there's 50,000 toasters. Stuff does not regale us anymore. The smartphone market, for instance, one thing that used to be super exciting, it's just like incremental minor improvements. Unless you're a complete photography nut, nut job, you're really not even noticing the incremental improvements. But what we do know is everybody, this felt need of creating happy memories. And we're not even thinking about it that way. We're thinking, I, I want to do, go, be with some people. Mm -hmm. And the result is I'm creating happy memories that over time actually mutate mm -hmm. and become nostalgia. This is, a, this is an amazing thing to explore, to talk about, and an amazing thing to uh, business to be in. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. Yeah. We want to inspire uh, you, laugh together, and explore the possibilities. And uh, we're going to get in this first podcast into a little bit of who we are, what we've done, why we do it. We're going to share one cool experience, and then what's next for us in this podcast. So, Chip, I want to start with you. Who, yeah. who is Chip Keys or Kip Cheese? Oh, man. Uh, I haven't heard that nickname since college. Um, but uh, I am the CTO for experiences. I mostly am, you know, heads down on the code stuff. And uh, people don't care about that in terms of uh, what that looks like on the outside. But they, they want the app to keep working. But um, I, I have grown more and more passionate about the experiences economy as I've seen the people that use our app that are successful with our app that, um, that I interact with on a daily basis. Cause I'm the one that, that is in the little chat bubble in the corner. Um, and yeah, I think I, that's, I'm in that chat bubble sometimes yeah, too. Yeah, I used yeah. to be more yeah. and to your chagrin, I'm not there more often <laughs> doing support. So one, th one thing to point out the experience economy, there's this, well, there's this book called the experience economy written by these guys, uh, Joseph Pines and Gilmore, mm -hmm. Pines and Gilmore. Two, two guys. It's sports, entertainment, travel, and dining. It's yep. massive, right? I, yeah. Potentially trillions of dollars, certainly billions of dollars. It's every stadium show. It's every sporting event. It's every time people shove themselves into a tube in the sky to buy airplane tickets to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we really live in the kind of the long tail of the experience economy. The, mm -hmm. the, the odd edge case kind of stuff, Yeah, right? Which is booming. Which is booming. And, and we think it's actually an aggregate in total, potentially bigger than the big tracked categories yeah. of sports, entertainment, travel, dining. Because while it's relevant, it's, you know, uh, I don't know that anyone is tracking the Ducks Unlimited canoe experience. Yeah. Or the candleland miami candle making experience in three locations in florida yeah but we consider it all the same thing which is you know someone saying i want to have an experience and they're not going to a stadium show they're not booking a seat at a restaurant they're not flying somewhere but they're getting the same intrinsic value which is yeah. i'm going to, I mean, and here's the absurdity of it, right? You can get a candle anywhere, but I'm paying I'm paying some money, let's say $35 to $50, to go with a couple friends, maybe they're my besties, to contribute my own labor. I'm grabbing a vessel off the wall. I'm putting hot wax in there, placing the wick. I'm doing some scent, mixing some scent. The thing could end up with a big bubble in it and smell horrible, mm -hmm. 
but it's super valuable to me because it represents a happy memory I created with my friends. It's like a, it's a totem for a good time. Yeah. Right. And I think the, um, the idea of like the long tail being, you know, even potentially in aggregate bigger is in and of itself kind of a testament to the experience economy and, and what people are craving. And it's this, uh, small, there's sort of a revival of this, like, um, handcrafted experience, like the, the huge stadium events, they're fun. It's fun to go watch your favorite sports team to see the big concert or whatever, but it doesn't feel as intimate and curated as this small, um, you know, 15 person experience. Or like we went to a dinner over in uh, Prosser for doing some wine tasting. And, um, the, the restaurant was this like super farm to table, uh, awesome, food restaurant but but then you felt like you were sitting they had like done the, the design of the restaurant and like you felt like you were sitting in your grandma's kitchen there's cookbooks like right, stacked totally. up the the chefs are like right there in the kitchen with like an island and they're plating you're watching them plate the food and cut the gar- herbs from the garden and stuff it's like that is like the testament to the experience economy Right. And that is a part of, of, of making experiences great. It's the theater of it. It's Mm -hmm. the staging of it. And when you get good, and we're going to talk about all this stuff over time, the, uh, the plan arrive experience, remember and return Mm -hmm. stacked under each one of those. And that's, uh, our friend Lauren, uh, O'Loughlin introduced me to this concept, the payer model plan, arrive, experience, remember, return. And I think it's a, it's a really good mnemonic uh, to remember uh, how you can organize experiences. That yeah. was a very thoughtful thing they did, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Going back to who you are, Chip, you, you're a technologist. You're a code yeah. guy. You, you were previously in, what was your previous career before you went back to school? Oh, biomed research. Yeah. And you worked for? Uh, Fred Hutch. Yeah. Heart medication, experimentation. Yep. Right? A little bit of everything there. And you and you got into this industry because what was the impetus for for changing careers? And how how old were you when you did that? Um, so the the desire came about from doing uh, data analysis in the lab that I was working in. Um, it turns out to do crunch numbers like that, you need to to understand some computer programming. Um, I kind of still for a while wanted to stay in the biomed world. Um, and so I started going back to school for bioinformatics, eventually realized that I just liked the programming side of things, shifted to full computer science. And I think I finished that when I was about 26. And is that because you don't like people? Uh, you just that, wanted to be in a cubicle somewhere writing code? Yeah, that did play a factor into it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes people are nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Get, yeah. Ironically, now I'm I'm chatting with people on a regular basis. Yeah. And you're, you're a wonderful, oh, affable, thanks. affable human. You just, just, just delightful. Oh, thanks. And uh, a little bit about me. I am, um, well, I don't know that I have any skills other than trying things and <laughs> succeeding and failing in, in various states. Uh, years ago, uh, me and a, one of the people that uh, worked for our company Helpful Human, which is our consulting company, uh, we're thinking, what would we really be into? And we thought about what moved us and what was happening in our economy and thought, you know, the best things in life 
are the experiential. It can happen anywhere. It can happen at work. It can happen just out in our everyday life. It can happen pre-planned as a family, as friends. Can we get into that business? And that's where we decided to uh, get into launching experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm not a developer. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a marketing guy. I am. I guess I'm an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. insufferable, and, uh, <laughs> and, and all that that word entails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Coming from an employee, that's very meaningful. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's my thing. I really enjoy starting things and and seeing them become successful. Unfortunately. I don't always have the skills that it takes to make something successful. I have great starting skills, and that's why I rely on people like you who really know how to move the needle. The Experiences Podcast is sponsored by the Experiences app. As a modern retailer, you know that offering bookable experiences brings people together to create happy memories with your goods and services at the center of the action. With the Experiences app, you can add bookable experiences to any Shopify store with just a few clicks. It seamlessly integrates with any existing Shopify theme and allows for your customers to book future experiences and pay for them through your store or the Shopify point of sale when they arrive. From cat cafes to brew Brewery tours, from candle making workshops to goat yoga, you can create memorable experiences for your brand that will bring your customers together to gladly spend their money with you and share their happy memories with the world. Go to experiencesapp.com to learn how you can add bookable experiences to your Shopify store and enjoy all the easy to use features and fantastic support you'll need to succeed as the kind of business people just can't wait to visit. That's experiencesapp.com. This podcast isn't going to be over time just about what our tool is. It's really going to be about the stories that come out of people who use our tool or have what we think are amazing experiences that everyone should consider doing. It's going to be about their stories, how they succeed and fail, their doubts, their fears, and their hopes and their dreams. And, And we just really look forward to learning more about them. And by the way, we have thousands of people using our app. We have uh, hundreds at this point in the business of them using it on a daily basis. And so we're going to focus on those daily users. Mm -hmm. They're off the top of our head, what are, what are some of the like common and uncommon experiences? It's hard when I put you on the spot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of museums. Uh, There's a lot of um, drinks, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of distilleries, wineries, breweries, uh, breweries all of those, you know, uh, beverages. And then I, I think one, some of the more interesting ones is these these shops that I see that uh, started off more product focused. They're, they, you know, um, what was that? There was a flavored water one that came up uh, recently, but they they have a brand of of the fizzy flavored water. Yeah. Um, but they like many retailers that we see realize that there's value in the experience on top of their product. And so while they've built a successful brand, they've also decided that they're going to start doing, uh, experiences over that. And I think, uh, they were doing, um, they might've been doing cooking classes or, or making your own, I, making your own flavor of yeah, water. Some, I can't remember. That prompts, uh, remembering there's, uh, perfume, parfumeries mm-hmm. that you, you, they sell perfume. Yep. 
sense, but they have workshops where you come and they do a consultation and then they help you mix and create your own. Mm-hmm. A uh, lot of candle making workshops. Yeah. Boy, I can tell all you who are listening, if you want to be successful in one very particular, <laughs> uh, very niche thing, start a candle making workshop. We have one who shall remain nameless in less than a year at $50 a pop from, I think almost from zero, yeah. did $1 million in revenue yeah. at $50 per person using our platform. Yeah. Kind of it's kind of unbelievable. Kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, cooking classes. And then and then odd stuff like uh uh, it, uh boy, they're not museums, they're not passive entertainment experiences. They are um, a combination of merch and food and entertainment and virtual reality and AR and yeah. VR. Yeah. Uh, we've had um, oh uh, one is uh, Northern Ireland silver where you can oh. come with your family or children. You can learn all about silver. You can make jewelry. Just a whole host mm-hmm. of, of experiences. Uh, you know, some of the other cool ones, and we have customers all over the world. It's amazing. They just show up every day. Um, we have uh, customers who have uh, legacy, um, I don't know, it's almost like Downton Abbey style like estates. Oh yeah. And they'll, they'll come and, you know, picnic, picnic experience or, uh, dress up as a, as a, someone who would work in the home. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Agrotourism is a big one too. A- agrotourism. Yeah. Uh, come and pick our apples for, for us. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, <laughs> uh, that's one of the funny things I, I met with, a uh, a brewery the other day, they have 16 locations and, and one of the things that we see across the board that is a very powerful thing to know and believe is it it matters less what the actual thing they're learning or doing is. Mm-hmm. What matters most to people is they're actualizing time together and creating happy memories. Yeah. And I think the perfect example is candle making. Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate commodity. Yeah. You could go anywhere online or many places online, order a candle, professionally made mm-hmm. and guaranteed to smell good. <laughs> and burn properly. And burn properly. And it would, not that making candles is that crazy, but I know you can screw up a candle. Oh yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it will be sometimes shipped to you same day or within a very short amount of time. And it's going to cost you less. Yeah. People are paying a premium to go and create essentially a subpar candle. Yep. But what is actually of value there is you've given me something to do with people that I know and love, and the value is I've created a memory that is more precious to me yeah. than any one thing I could create or consume. Yeah. That is the business to be in, right there, full stop, polarizing statement, that is the business to get into. Yeah, exactly. I think that, you know, for... I don't know how many articles I see written right now of like the top five things to start, you know, making money of, uh, uh, building wealth or whatever. And it's like, and there are all these, these, you know, write your blogs, write your, you know, uh, start a consulting thing. It's like, no, we're seeing people use our app to, to build these, uh, not just side hustles, but huge businesses 
all based on a, this premise, which is that people want to get out and do things with their friends and family. Yeah, and millennials, that generation, uh, spend, I'd have to get out my stats again, something like three to four times more than previous generation on experiential kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't have data on Gen Z, but I'm assuming it's the same. Millennials will sell their couch to take a trip, yeah. right? But wh- why is that? Well, there's this felt need to connect and uh, actualize memory making. The other thing is, and I can't remember what book this was, but we think we have some pretty good data on it actually dispels anxiety. So Mm -hmm. creating memories reduces anxiety. And boy, if there's something we need these days, it's anxiety reduction. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. (laughs) So what we've done is we've created... It's essentially a booking app. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we can both agree the world needs another booking app or ticketing or reservation system like it needs another hole in its head. Yeah. So in your understanding, Chip, and this is putting you on the spot, oh, man. what is different about experiences and why does it matter? Um, I think what is different about experiences is uh, that we are wholly committed to coming alongside you, staying on brand and uh, on your domain inside of your uh, experience. And and we really fully believe that... Versus it losing them to Eventbrite, Ticketmaster, yep. XYZ brand, booking, whatever. Yep. Okay. Um, and we fully believe that the experience starts at the booking process. Like, it's not when your customer shows up, it's when they start, you know, if we go back to the pair model, plan it starts at that moment when they're like, I want to do something. And, and so that's where experiences inserts itself and um, works to make that process as enjoyable and seamless as possible. I would say something about that planning step. This is often forgotten by people that anticipation Mm -hmm. of the future event leads to this concept of increased savoring yeah. before you actually consume the experience. And then when you consume the experience, it's much more significant. It's heightened. Yeah. The other thing is that we're just, we're not interested in being just another booking tool. Like we, uh, we see the value in this economy. And so our interaction with you is going to be around building that experience, experiential commerce system, not just here's how you take bookings and set up schedules. Right. A couple other distinctives. Well said, Chip. Thank well you. said. Is uh, we are not an e-commerce system. We integrate with other e-commerce systems. Yeah. Right now, our primary integration is with Shopify. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a. We want to be an integrator, and that's why we are building features like our Zapier connection and our connection to Zoom, and building custom integrations with other platforms mm-hmm. that help retailers, whether they're startups. Uh, a battery-powered, Seattle-based bike tour that mm-hmm. also sells merch. Or let's say you're a, a D2C brand, right? And this is what we're seeing. We're seeing Casper, Warby, Parker, um, you know, and all those D2C brands realize yeah. that they've got to get into the lives of their consumers. So we're seeing some of those brands start to do pre-booked, pre-anticipated moments. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not about, you know, let's say it's a, a kitchen supply store. It's not just about um, uh, book uh, an appointment to come and get your knives sharpened or something like that. Yeah. It's 
it is or come uh, watch a demo of us using our kitchen right it's things. an it's an affinity based thing so it would be a cooking class or a a chef luminary coming to do an interactive something or other because they understand that when we get people in creating memories with our brand at the center mm-hmm. we become unforgettable in a critical part of people's lives it creates fomo they share with other people but and they all, buy and they buy the things that yeah. they were going to buy that they probably weren't going to buy before the experience. They, they, they spend more money because mm-hmm. they have, and anyone listening to this know, knows what that's like. You, you, you know what I think is the perfect example of this? I'm not into NASCAR, but I went to one NASCAR event. Ooh. That is a whole crazy thing <laughs> uh, in Phoenix, big NASCAR event. I've seen people walking around with NASCAR t-shirts before. I can't imagine, how do you stick so many, so much graphics on a t-shirt? Yeah. By the way, the effigy of the driver, their sponsors, a picture of the car zooming or whatever. It's like, yeah. they're like these little memoriams before the, you know, the driver's still alive, hopefully. Yeah. Right. And I look at those, it's like, why would you, why would you ever, it's kind of like concert merch, by the way, as well. It's like, I went to, I don't know, Slipknot and on the back is a printout of all their Tour, tour stops, yeah. right? And you're kind of like, ah, that's, I mean, why would you go out of your way to, to buy something like that? Well, when you're at a NASCAR event or a <laughs> Slipknot concert, you're fully brought into an experience and you want to commemorate it. You yeah. want to, it's, you know, here's, I'm wearing this, you know, as a signal of my affiliations, I guess, too, yeah. but it's meaningful to me, the person wearing it. Everyone else, it's like, oh gosh, what's yeah. up with that weird t-shirt? Or at least I am, because I don't understand NASCAR, right? And so, uh, what is my point there? I don't know what my point is. <laughs> the point is, the 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 thing that you consume goes hand in hand with the experience you have. Yeah, it leads to higher average order volume, greater customer lifetime value. Yeah, more loyal. Like there's a there's a level of like loyalty and and sort of like this is this is my. I'm not just buying a candle. I'm buying their candle because I like them and we had a fun time there and. I drink wine and stuff. Yeah. So whether someone is, we're seeing these entrepreneurs that have the most simple offering Mm -hmm. doing, like for instance, someone just signed up the other day. If you go to Scotland, you can go on these Scottish excursions and these amazing historical walks and then what they'll often do is they'll combine it with maybe a scotch tasting mm-hmm. or some merch sales. They're building these experiential brands because there's such an incredible hunger and thirst for this stuff. As I say these things, I, I'm already thinking about, yeah, when's my next experience that yeah. I'm going to do? Anyone who's listening to this, like, yeah, you're right. I can either go sit in a bar and, and stare into my beer or... I can get people together or join people doing something. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be the latest Coldplay show. There's Mm-mm. so much you can do when you look around, right? Yeah. And so what we get at at experiences is we get people who's like, yeah, okay, maybe I could start something and sell it on Airbnb experiences. They're going to take 30% of my top line revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I could I could you know go to Peak Kluke, Viator, TripAdvisor, I can do all these things, or I can build a brand. That's what we're getting. We're getting people building these little brands and succeeding. Yeah. And struggling to succeed. Right. And so we wanna we wanna share those and highlight those. Why we did it, 
if you haven't already figured it out, is because we love experiences more than anything. And we, when we thought, when Chip and I thought, and ultimately Pete Albertson, who's uh, no longer with the business but still a friend of the business, when we thought about what do we want to invest our energy in, it's, it's in creating memories ourselves and helping others create happy memories. That's our mission. And mm-hmm. we believe retailers and entrepreneurs are the best people in the world to do that. Yeah. So uh, what's next, Chip? What are, what are we doing moving forward? We're still figuring this out. Yeah. Um, well, so the big one that's been on, on our uh, radar for a while is the Zapier integration, which you mentioned earlier. Um, that's uh, an, an app that I think a lot of people haven't heard of, but don't, but are realizing the power of, of it as they get it in, integrated into their store. But it basically, um, as Mark said, we want to be integrators. And so this uh, is our first step in allowing uh, things that happen in our app, Experiences app, to impact your flows out, outside of, of our app, places like MailChimp, Clavio, uh, uh, um, uh, Google Calendar, any any of these other apps, they, it's a basically a way to, to just connect your, our system to all of these other ones. And, uh, and it, it stays, it goes back to that comment that I made about us, you know, coming alongside you and helping facilitate this experience flow. Um, you guys know best, uh, where, what your customers do, where you, how you need to track them, how you need to, uh, help them have the best experience ever. And so we want to integrate with things like Zapier to, allow you to control that better than, than we know how. Yeah. And you is talking to anyone out there who wants to do this kind of stuff is already yeah. doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. So continued integration with other systems, making it really stable and robust. Um, we're also creating themes mm, that yeah. make it easy. For instance, we have a candle theme. We have a brewery, winery, distillery theme. We have a workshops and whatever theme. Mm-hmm. So that's been hard. <laughs> it, it's easy to design something. It's hard to make it work really well, yeah. right? So we've we've been struggling to get that done, but we're getting close. Yes, very close. We're super close, and it's it's pretty awesome to see, you know, the the way that it can really integrate with people's uh, current shops and and add that experiential flow to them. And when you say current shops, it's these are obviously Shopify customers yeah. who can five clicks and it adds our app to their store. But what we want to do is we want to create uh, a faster way for people to be successful through having ready to go themes that they can plunk their own images and their own copy into. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think we're probably going to end up doing a lot of education. We're going to start uh, creating some how-to videos, kind of a experiences school. Who yeah. knows what the name will be. Okay. And then moving forward for this podcast, what's really cool is we have a really awesome database of people doing everything from the mild to the wild. We're going to try to get these people on the phone, so to speak, mm-hmm. and find out what they're doing, why they're doing it, what's working, what's not working, and uh, maybe we'll even go have some of these experiences together. Yes, I would like that. All right. Well, Chip, thank you for your time today. Thank you, listener, for your time today. And uh, if you want to give us ideas on, uh, hey, I would really like to hear this, or can you stop doing that, or can you... Uh, go here and say this thing on the street corner. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, you can you can hit us up at hello at experiencesapp.com. That's hello at experiencesapp.com. 
I'm, we're done for this. This is uh, uh, Mark signing off. And this is Chip. That's a wrap. All right. Talk to you guys again later. <laughs>